you are listening to the TN Horror Podcast Network. Horror with a sense of humor. Demons to some, angels to others. Now one thing we can all agree on is death is going to come, and then the afterlife. Ecclesiastes 3 says... Don't touch that dial, ladies and gents. You found another episode of Rancid Rants and Reviews. I'm your host, Yeti the Movie Raccoon, and today I've got a special treat for you. I sat down and had a chat with Clarissa Jacobson. She's the writer-producer of Lunch Ladies, one of my favorite shorts of all time. Also, uh, a very important film, which is a great short. Uh, She also wrote the book, I uh, Made a Short Film, Now WTF Do I Do With It?, it's a great resource for filmmakers. Uh, so here's the thing. I usually like try to do a more structured thing, but Clarissa's just so fucking cool that I didn't break to do the intro or anything in the show. And this is what you're getting here is basically just a conversation between the two of us. We talk about lunch ladies. We talk about some of her upcoming projects that sound really cool. We talk about movies that we enjoyed over the past year. It's just a good time, man. You guys enjoy. Check the description box below where you can find links to Clarissa's websites for Lunch Ladies and her personal web- website where you can find her book. And follow her on Instagram at Clarissa J. That'll be in the, in the description too. Let's let's get into that. I didn't real I didn't realize it had been you it had been three years since you had Yeah, uh, it's crazy. Like I made it let's see, two thousand seventeen was when it played at Holly Shorts, I think. I'm almost positive. That was the first first festival was like 2017 and then now it's or maybe it was 2018 it could have been 2018 that sounds that sounds more realistic but we finished it 2017 i think wow yeah because i remember i was looking earlier that you you were on the horror basement the august of 2018 so i think think we no it's 2017 was it November 2017 or maybe it was October was my first festival. Oh wow. So 17 18 it really started going. I don't think I talked to you guys until 2018 maybe. Yeah, you and didn't. And this year was crazy because this year like I wasn't entering any festivals, nothing, and still so much was happening. Like so much distribution happened this year, so much stuff happened this year. So yeah, 2017 so I finished it in 2016, finished filming it in 2016. It was done in like June or July, I don't know, something like that. Uh, 2017, our first festival was in, I want to say November, or maybe it was August of 2017. I can't remember. But yeah, it's been freaking three years. Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. And it's, uh, I'm so glad it's finally picking up. Like, uh, I remember. Like I, I came across the film. I, I'm fucking if my if I remember correctly, which eh, I've, I found the the Instagram page for the, for the movie on on Instagram and was like, oh hey, I need a screener for this, and then just fell in love. And it's been so cool to watch it, you know, uh, from yeah, I'm gonna like, do a Google and see when I met when I met you guys. Um. I know you were on the show in August of last year, I think. Yeah, it yeah. was August of last year. 
Yeah, here it is. August was when I talked to you guys. It was just, it's been so cool to be like, well, I don't know really when it's going to be, you know, anywhere except for a festival to now it's fucking everywhere. Uh, I, I know and it keeps growing which is like crazy but i'm glad because i've been working my ass off and like every all my people have been helping me so much and you know now i can just kind of go awesome now it's getting out there and people are seeing it just like you know never they're not really you know like you look for films but people that aren't necessarily looking for films you know can yeah. find it see it so it's yeah it's been it's just been i'm lucky man i i just been i've been very fortunate and lucky to meet a lot of really good people that have helped it along the way. So, yeah. Speaking of, speaking of really good people, how, what's it like to get picked up on like Troma's personal ah, streaming service? Oh my God, it's so <laughs> <fucking> cool. <laughs> it's so cool. Like Troma, you're going, holy shit, you know, like, and in, in, you know, I was so dumb because when I was there at Troma, New York, like I, I didn't get to meet Lloyd Kaufman. I kept like, freaking walking past him he's like the coolest guy ever and he's just been so supportive and so cool and like everybody that's in the festival he sends he sends you like a diploma and he signs it and then he writes sends a personal handwritten note you know thanks for supporting trauma trauma dance and then it has xx lk xo like he's just a fucking cool dude you know and yeah he is and they said they wanted me to like be on it i was like oh my god that's so awesome and i called my sales rep i'm like yeah, you know, because, like, we get a lot of offers, and they don't say yes to all of them for whatever reason. I don't know why, like, you know, whatever deals we have in place and stuff. But I was like, we got to get on Troma. I go, I really, really want to be part of Troma. Like, those are our people. They're, like, all weird like me. And, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, like, a huge honor. I mean, they're the longest-running independent film. I'm pretty sure they're the longest-running uh, independent film company out there. Yeah, like 45, almost 50 years, I think. Something yeah. ridiculous like that. Yeah, and if you ever get a chance, there's a great documentary that was that I met a guy that, that had made it about Lloyd Kaufman and about trauma, and it's freaking fascinating. Like, it's so fascinating. Like, Lloyd grew up with, I want to say he grew up with Scorsese, one of those guys like that. Like, something. Like, yeah, they were, like, best friends, and one went one way, and then Lloyd went the other way. He's like was into theater his family was into theater and he was you know, like Shakespeare and stuff which makes sense now because he's doing like all these spoofs on Shakespeare and shit like that yeah but, uh, yeah it's just quite a it's, it's like an honor it's like oh shit trauma man you know that's like the coolest <laughs> so yeah it is. yeah you met him right didn't you guys go do something with trauma a while back uh yeah we were at full moon cineplex they were uh premiering uh Ben Dixon's film that I don't remember the name of on a double bill with uh, Return to Newcomb High and Lloyd was there. And the next night they were doing Return to Return to Newcomb High. Uh, and, but Lloyd was there and, you know, doing his thing. And uh, we I got to interview him, which was probably the worst interview I've ever done. What? Uh, be, I because, interview what happened? <laughs> I was fucking nervous and I was sober. <laughs> oh my god! You know, I bet Lloyd'd be like, "What? You were nervous talking to me because he's such a down to earth guy." That's hilarious. Yeah. I bet it was a yeah. lot interview. It I was know. fun. It was fun. I will say that it was. It was one of my favorite interviews I've ever done. But it didn't. It wasn't great because I had planned so to like nervous. go there and drink and then do the interview. 
uh, you know, just like I had a I had a bottle of whiskey in my back pocket. You know, I was going to just I was going to have a couple of shots and like get myself kind of fucking mellowed down. And we we're going to do the interview. And we went over and approached him and was like, hey, do you, would you mind? And he was like, yeah, let's fucking roll. Let's do it now. So, you well, are no, right. Not, yeah. Say <laughs> like, no, let's not. But but I mean, he said let's do it now, and I couldn't tell him no. You know what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fuck no. I'm not. No. no. <laughs> I, I can't wait. You know what? I have to listen to this one because I haven't heard this one. I'm gonna listen to it this week, and I'll be. And I'll get back to you. I'm sure it's like way better than you think it is. I'm sure like it's really good. Hopefully. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome, though. Yeah, sometimes it's hard when you meet, like, somebody that you really admire. I did. The, I used to work at the Grill in Beverly Hills, and I met Carol. Like, there all these stars would come in, and nobody would phase me. Like, I mean, major, major stars. And then Carol Burnett came in, and I. it was like, I couldn't even talk. <laughs> I freaking love Carol Burnett. And, like, I grew up with Carol Burnett, and she's, like, so sweet. And, like, my face was all red. And, I was like, oh my god! Like I could feel like the heat cl- climbing up in my cheeks, talking to her. So I know that <laughs> feeling. I know that feeling. Yeah. <laughs> Carol Burnett's like, uh, I don't know. She's like, like what Hollywood used to be, you know, when it was still. She's like, and... yeah. Yeah, she's just like, I don't know. Like I, I feel like so much of my comedy, like pops, the comedy that I love and the comedy that I like do is came from her and. Gilda Radner, like I just remember just watching Carol Burnett every every single week when I was a kid. So watching yeah. her. You know, so she I was just such huge admiration for her that like meeting her was I was really felt like so the you know, like people come in, like, you know, you know, uh, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger come in, Dustin Hoffman, you're like, Oh, those are cool, those, those are stars and they but like Carol Burnett was like kind of playing around, you know? Like she Oh yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> like I've I've done it's, it's yeah, I've, I I got a few pretty good sized interviews early on that kind of you know got me used to it, and I don't get shook usually. Yeah, I don't, I don't feel that way. You seem pretty mellow. Like I'm surprised, but yeah, every once in a while there's that person that you really admire, and you're just like, holy shit, I can't believe I'm talking. And it's kind of surreal. It's, you're like, this is really surreal and bizarre, you know, that I'm talking to this person. <laughs> you know. Yeah. It was it was Lloyd Coffin and and Joe Bob Briggs. I, I caught a little. <laughs> Caught a little bit there too with Joe Bob. It was like, ah, oh, Jesus, this guy. Oh, but man. he's another one who's super. Like if you uh, if you ever get a chance to like talk to him, he's super down to earth. Right. He's, right. he's just a good old boy from Texas, really. Oh, well, <laughs> easy for you though, man. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean. Wow. Wow. So so let's talk about the book. Oh gosh. <laughs> been amazing like what's been going on with my book like well okay so you know like my story like that I didn't want to write the book right no yeah so yeah so I didn't so I wrote this book I I made a short film WTF do I do with it a guide to film festivals promotion survive the ride and Josh who's the director of lunch ladies have been he been on me for like a year and a half to write it. Cause he's like, you've learned so much, you know, you should write this book. You should write this book. And I'm like, Oh dude, I don't want to sit down and write a book. That's a lot of work. Like I write screenplays, which is like, I know how to write screenplays. They're different skills, you know? And I'm like, thinking, God, am I going to write, sit down and write a book, you know? 
But then so many filmmakers would come to me and they'd be like, how'd you do what you did? How'd you get like all the promotion? Cause like, this was my first film and I, I had to learn so much. So I learned everything by like trial and error. And so people would call me up and then I'd spend like two, three hours a week explaining to people, but I couldn't even scratch the surface about like how to, how to get subtitles, how to promote your film, how to do press kits, all the things that I had to learn. You know? So finally I just was like, shit, I should just, you know, I should sit down and do this. And I was pretty surprised because when I started doing it, I wrote it in like a month and a half. I was up to like four o'clock in the morning every night, like working on it. Like I just, there was so much to write. So then I finished it and then I got um, a publisher came to me. At first I self-published it because I was like, I don't have time to wait. Like this information's all like valid now. I don't know if it's going to be valid a year or two from now. And like right. most publishers, they take, like it's a long haul to get your book published. Usually you have to like get it read, which might take like three months to get it read. And then another six months to get it published. Minimum. But I had like, um, I had, I had, so I decided to like publish it myself cause I didn't want to wait. And then I got laid out by this, um, Mike Kelleher, which was a, he's a short filmmaker that I met really great guy. His wife, she does amazing work as a, she lays books out and does graphic design and stuff like that. So she did it for me, got her to do it. And, um, it looked just beautiful. And so like it was already done. So I'd queried a few publishers and the publisher took it right away. And he was like, cause it, you know, it looked beautiful and everything. And he was like, I can get it published in a month. So then it got published, and now i just kind of been getting it out there, and I have a bunch of talks. I'm doing two talks that come out for on France, which is blowing my mind. So I'm super excited about that. That's in February. And um, it's really, like, great thing because it helps filmmakers. It, it also gets the word out about Lunch Ladies. Like, it's just another way to also promote Lunch Ladies because i got to talk about Lunch Ladies. And um, it's been really great, yeah. Glad I wrote it. I'm really glad I wrote it now. <laughs> it's really cool. <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? Writing a book is hard. Yeah, it's like, uh, I'm, I'm, I can, I can sit down and write, but like, we tried to put together a script, and like, a, I hate group projects, and b, like, they're like, oh yeah, here, this is the format that you do it in. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Here's that I'd never even read a script before, you know. So they put it in front of me, and I'm like, okay, yeah, I, I can do APA, I can do this formats, and I think, and I just realized how much I hated it. So like, I'm surprised that I, I, I'm not surprised that it's you know, it's like, god damn, I don't want to write a book. I, I do, I do screenwriting. This is not, you know, so that, that makes total yeah. sense. Writing yeah. a book is a totally like somebody can be an amazing book writer and can't write a script, and somebody can be an amazing script writer. Or not. I mean, they're like totally different things. Like, you know, my teacher always talks about screenwriting. It's like the maximum amount of visual for the least amount of words. So you always have to remember it's a visual medium. So everything that you create on the page is the least amount of words. So it's almost like poetry, you know, like whereas a book, you're going to explain three paragraphs for one thing, and like good screenwriting is 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 like one sentence to explain like the most amazing visual so it's always about less is more less is more how do i move the story forward it's a very specific style um it took me years to learn how to screenwrite and i have an amazing class i talk about all the time but yeah it's a completely different skill you know i mean i do believe one you can write the other but i don't think it's like something I mean, we're taught to write books we're taught to write like we're taught to write um essays you know in school yeah it's a completely different thing like it's not 
I don't think most people would know how to do it right away. I think most people need like a class and people help them with it. Um, but yeah, like I love screenwriting and I mean, I did enjoy writing this book, but it was, it was not something that I thought that I was going to do or that I wanted to do, but like now I'm really glad I did it. But yeah. <laughs> I've, uh, I've been, I like, I've read, I've, I started it. It's so fucking hard to like sit down and read because there's always something, you know, and that's oh, totally, yeah, yeah. That's one of those things that's gonna. Make a short film, so it's not really like for you. It's not like something yeah. you're like, super passionate about because like you don't like. It's a super like my books from what I've heard from other people is a super fast read and a super easy read, but it's like super filled with a sh- shitload of information. And it's for filmmakers. So it's like if you haven't made a short film and you're not looking for those answers, yeah. it have, it's like at the top of your list to read, you know? Yeah, it's like a like an instruction manual for Yeah, yeah. How to book. I mean it's it's yeah. you know, I talk about I mean I've had people read it that aren't filmmakers and like, oh my god, I, I got a lot of stuff out of this that I could use for my job in other ways about social media because I talk a lot about like uh you know, my own personal because a lot of people think that if you're good at social media, it's because you like it or you're always good at it. And like, I talk a lot about the fact that I freaking hated social media. Before oh, so much. I hated it. I fucking hated it. And I had, I, you know, in the book I talk about, you know, what your goal is. And if your goal is to get your film seen, well, it's just like anything else. Like you, you got to find a way to love social media because that's how you're going to reach a lot of people. So you gotta, you gotta figure it out. You, you know, so people are like, Oh, well, you're good at it. You're good. At, you're good at social media. That's why you got so many people like, I'm like, no dude, I made myself good at it because I had to. Right. You know? That's, yeah, I mean, you don't post in all the time. I'm sure you're like, Oh fuck, I got to post today or I got to do this today or I got to like, but you just say it's just part of your, your work to get your site out there and your podcast. You know? Right. And that's uh, yeah, that's totally relevant to us. Like to me, especially because it's like I lately I just like I don't even want to have social media. Like I don't I don't want to I don't want to do it anymore. But I don't have a choice. <laughs> you know, this is the industry we're in. You know. Yeah, you don't have a choice. You gotta like find a way to love it. You have to find a way to like make it interesting for yourself. And you know you have to like I just try to tell people like if I can do it, anybody can do it. Because I was right. a person. Didn't even want Facebook. Like I didn't even have a freaking Facebook page. I didn't know how to use Twitter. I was like, Twitter, what's a hashtag? I think I was calling it a pound. I'd be like, pound, <laughs> and then the people be like, Clarissa, you sound like an old lady. It's like called a hashtag. Like I didn't even. No, it's hashtag short film, Clarissa. <laughs> oh Jesus. <laughs> Because everybody thinks that if you're if you do good at promotion, that it's because you're good at it, and it's not necessarily that. I mean, you just have to do it. You know, showing up is ninety percent of it. You know, right. <laughs> show up, do your work, post your stuff, create interesting content, talk to people. You know, connect with people. It's all like kind of one-on-one stuff, but I think there is like a kind of an, an idea out there that there are certain people that are good at it and certain people that are aren't. And I say everybody can be good at it. They just have to look at it in a way of 
hey, it's gonna it's gonna help me get to my goal. Yeah, I think yeah. I think it's important to have like a voice, you know, to make yourself stand out. Like the lunch oh, lady's totally. Instagram is, uh, it's definitely its own brand, you know. Like the, it stands out from you know a hundred other short film Instagram accounts that are just the same old shit all the time. Yeah. You know? It's uh, yeah, you know. I just created a bigger one, but now yeah. I'm kind of slowing down with it because it's like I'm kind of trying to figure out how I can kind of slow. Because that's the other thing is like now I wrote the book and I use both all my like social media and I explain like how I did it. So it's kind of like it's connected to the book now. But I'm kind of done with doing. I wouldn't say I'm dumb, but like, you know, at the height of lunch ladies, I was posting every day. There was so much content. Like I was posting sometimes twice a day. There was so much content. So now right. it's kind of like there's less content. And I'm kind of going, how do you, nobody ever talks about like, how do you, how do you like kind of weed it out where you're like not posting all the time and not really working on it as much, but it's, you know, because you can't be posting for 25, 30 years on it. You know I mean? Yeah, no. But yeah, you want to be able to stick out. Like, I think all your guys' content is like really unique too. Like I look at your stuff. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, that's definitely TN horror. Like you have a certain brand, certain logo, certain idea, like how you want it to look, you know, that's yeah. really important too. Yeah. Try to stay, I but try it, to say, you know, kind of, I, I, yeah, that's, that's, we're trying to find a voice and me personally, I am too. Cause just trying to find some some way to stand out. Uh, Jesus, it's 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 getting harder every day though. But yeah, you know. Well, I just think like you're a unique person, so like, just bring your unique. I just feel like if you're authentic and you're unique, you know, you just. I mean, everybody's unique and they're everybody's unique. Everybody's different from everybody else. I think what yeah. happens is people are just they're just not authentic or they try to be like somebody else. So like with lunch ladies, I was like, you know, these two women are total bitches you love them but they're bitches and they're always like doing these things that they shouldn't be doing so just be that right that's authentic to who they are and i just feel like if you're authentic people are going to want to listen to you i mean that's kind of like the way that i feel like when i when i follow stuff is i'm like is this authentic and like and you have to be creative too like you can't just be like i mean i like i talked to filmmakers about that too like no people don't want to hear you going like every single freaking day like Hey, I'm in, you know, film fest number 37. I'm in film fest number 38. Like it gets, it gets boring. So you have to like find ways to like announce stuff in creative ways and think outside the box. And sometimes that's hard, like having announcements and thinking outside the box. But yeah, I think authenticity is the main thing that people really like respond to more than anything, you know? Yeah, it's definitely important. Yeah. I think so, you guys are doing great. Thank you. We're... I, I think I think we, we're hitting a stride now, honestly. I, I think it's I think we're gonna go somewhere from here, or burn it all down. Just whatever, just whatever happens, we're gonna have fun with it. And you know what else? <laughs> the thing is, is consistency is a lot. Like yeah. seriously, like just posting and being consistent is huge. That's yeah. huge because eventually, you know, people people start to pick up on it. Like if you're consistent and you post and you have new content coming out, people, I mean, I do think that people start to pick up on it and then like people share it and stuff like that, you know? And yeah, I mean, some people just, I think showing up, honestly, it's like, it's just like writing. It's like, sometimes you don't feel like writing, but if you, but you just got to show up, just show up. That's 90% of the game. Show up. Sit your yeah. ass down, stare at your screen, even if you don't have anything to write, you know? Just, just type. <laughs> 
just hammer the home row until something happens. That's that's what I do sometimes. I just sit there and, and and I'll put music on and just like hammer keys in time to the music until the ideas start to flow. Oh my god, I know. Like somebody said to me once, when how, you know, what do you do if inspiration doesn't strike? And I'm like, dude, that's like ninety percent of the time. You're lucky if inspiration strikes. Most of the time you gotta sit there and go, What the fuck am I writing? <laughs> yeah. Know, yeah. For me, I'm not like getting visited by inspiration every freaking day. Yeah. It's, it's like people, you know, I, I get asked like, how do you, you know, especially like when I was on a hot streak, it's like, how do you do it? And I was like, honestly, I smoke pot and I drink <laughs> <laughs> and I write like I talk, you know? Yeah. They like I literally, I bled under the keyboard, you know, like I bled under yeah. the keyboard to words come out like writing is not easy at all no having written is easy <laughs> oh yeah absolutely you know? yeah i wrote sometimes i look at shit that i've written i'm like i cannot fucking believe that i wrote that because i don't know how i did it like when i look at my script sometimes i'm like how because i get stuck on like page 30 and i'll sit there for a week can't not be able to get past page 30 and somehow i'll always get past it you know and then i look yeah. back at the script and I'm like, how the hell did I ever figure that out? Or, or, or even, why did I get stuck there? Yeah. <laughs> like it's like oh, everything yeah. seems so natural. It's like, how the hell did I get stuck there? Huh. Like the hardest thing with writing, like my teacher always says, he says, kiss, keep it stupid simple. So like the best writing is simple, and and that's the hardest thing to do. So like when you finally achieve simplicity then it looks like fuck that was so easy like you make it you made it look easy but it was just really really hard <laughs> you that's know? the key yeah, uh, I, yeah. I, I think there i think there's a, a a good amount of like magic in it somewhere oh totally there's there's definitely the muses because sometimes i'll sit there and i'll be like i don't know what the fuck i'm gonna write next and and then you will get you, then somewhere i'll come from somewhere that you have no idea like where it, you know where it came from it's like, oh, damn, there it is. Okay, yeah. Oh, yeah. man. It's hard. It's hard. It's hard. Writing's hard. So, <laughs> so, and social media's hard. <laughs> oh, Jesus. It's all hard. It, it's just, people think that, like, oh, you're, you know, you're just writing or you're, you're, you know, doing this or doing that or, you know, you're, you know, making, you're a filmmaker. Oh, your life is easy. It's like, fuck you. No. <laughs> man, like, filmmaking and, and writing. <laughs> The only thing harder than writing, I think, is acting. I think acting yeah. is probably the hardest thing in the world. I want nothing to do with it. Yeah, that's no, that's somebody else's gig, you know? Yeah. I mean, if I, you're doing what you're supposed to be doing as an actor, it's so fucking hard. There's a lot of I, people that are not doing what they're supposed to be doing, but like people that are actually like serious actors that are like doing, going to that place and being vulnerable and doing like the, the work, all the work that requires, you're just like, oh, fuck. It's so hard. So right. it looks easy, but it's not. <laughs> and that's, I think that's the important part of all of it. It's make it look yeah. easy. Yeah. None of, yeah. None of the creative fields are easy if you're doing what you're yeah. supposed to do, but that's why we're doing them. It's like, there's no, there's such a big satisfaction. Like when I did something like, you know, when I've written a script that took like a thousand hours to write it and it was so freaking hard and you finished it, like the satisfaction is like, it's like running a freaking marathon. Like after you run a marathon, yeah. like, Shit, I can't believe I did that. 
and you finally mm-hmm. save and close and walk away. It feels so fucking good. <laughs> out of yourself and like and yeah, it's like it's awesome. It's awesome, but it's like excruciating. Yeah. At the same. Yeah. Gluttons for punishment, in some weird sort of way. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Because uh, I don't know, like I think at least once a month I almost quit. Oh like, my at god. At least. I've, I've <laughs> quit, but I've been like, I've been like, oh my god, I'll never get it. Yeah, yeah. That's just how I felt. Fucking... Yeah, like it's brought me to tears before. Like just... I've been like, I'm never gonna fucking get past this page. Or just, or just like halfway through a project, imposter sy- syndrome hits. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> I don't have it anymore so much because I feel like fuck. I've been doing this so long. Like I got my brain around the fact that everybody most people just, they don't feel like they know what they're doing because you never really know what you're doing because there's always room to learn. And so then yeah. I figure that, Oh shit, I actually know more than most people. So I don't ever, re- I used to feel like an imposter a lot. I don't feel like an imposter anymore, but frequently I keep thinking it's going to get easier and it never really gets easier because you get better. So because you get better, you have a higher bar. Right. It never gets easier. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah, no, it's it, it'll get easier for like a span of, you know, a couple of weeks or something. And it's like, oh, yeah, look at this. And it's like, no, no I can do better. This is, yeah, you know uh, what you're doing, but you still it's still hard. It's like right now I'm writing a new uh, script. I haven't written a script by myself in a while. And I'm like, holy shit, like I'm stuck on page 32 for like two weeks now. So <laughs> what's the script you're writing? I write this script called... Um, well, it's interesting because I've been doing a lot of research about it, but like in the Victorian times, they've been disproven, but they used to, they said that they were these things called tear catchers that people would wear. So like someone would die and they would cry into them and capture the tears. This is the myth. They would capture the tears and when the tears would evaporate, they could be done mourning. So it's basically about this woman nowadays that she buys one of these at a flea market. And, it, you know, and she's like, it's bullshit. But then she puts it around her neck and she starts to take on the persona of the person that cried. So it's kind of like a possession ghost type story about this. And it, and it goes like it has like a, a foot in the Victorian times, which is just super fascinating. Like if anybody wants to read, like if you ever want to like read like crazy shit about like the, the mourning and the death stuff going on, it, like the way people handle death in the Victorian times, it's, it's like the stories are insane. So I've been reading a lot of stuff about that, but, but like I always wanted to write a ghost story. So like I'm writing this kind of like ghost story that's kind of got this historical bent to it and like, but I'm stuck on, like I said, I'm stuck on page 32 for like a week and a half now. <laughs> oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> I know. But I did write like three paragraphs like this weekend and I was really proud of myself. So there you go. Yeah. As so, long as so, I always feel like as long as you're moving a little forward, it's never wasted. So Yeah, definitely. So feature length or Yeah, feature like um yeah, I'm not too interested in doing any shorts anymore. Like I mean I did lunch ladies, it was awesome, but like it's like there's so much I mean the, you know, like I I talked in my book about this, like what your goal is with your short film. And a lot of people, they make a lot of short films because they have a different goal with their short film. Their short film is like, they want to like keep making stuff or they want to do this. Like my goal with my short film was to get a feature made, which has not happened yet, but there's a lot of other cool shit that's happening. So like if I ever made another short film again, it would 
be to get a feature made. And in order to do that, it creates, it's a lot of work. Like right. if you're, if you're a person that's just making short films to make content, you don't have to do all the shit that I had to do, which was like promote, promote, promote. And it was like three years of my life. So I'd rather take that three years of my life and put it towards making a feature next. Cause I've already done a right. short. So it's just like a lot of energy, you know? So like some people, they just, they, they do like a short film, like every six, seven, eight months, but they're not going on the same ride. Like I did with lunch ladies, right. which was like insane, you know? So yeah, for me, I don't want to really make another short. So I just, I have quite a few features that I've, that I've written. And then um, now I'm writing this one because I want to write a ghost story. And I have this idea, which has been pretty cool researching it. So yeah. That sounds like a really cool idea. I, I, I like the, I like the idea of um, picking up possessed objects at random. I've actually got, um, I'm stuck at like, 15, 1600 words on a story about a guy who buys a uh, painting of a uh, Nordic witch. And she was, uh, I've I've been researching the uh, Torsaker witch trials in Sweden. Ooh, wow. That's so so she's like, you know, like her spirit was summoned by a, a descendant and placed in this painting and yada, yada, yada. But, but yeah, like the same kind of, I really dig. I really dig the idea of, you know, a character going out and being like, "Oh, well, this is neat," or "I like this thing," or for whatever reason, you know, and then just being slapped with this whole world of paranormal bad. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And like my character is like, I I want her to like. uh, Well, the idea is that she can't cry. So you know, of course, what's going to set her free is the ability to cry. Yeah, so that's what this thing is. But like, did you see uh, Buzz Buzz uh, Velvet Buzzsaw? No. Okay, you should see it because it's by the same guy who did Nightcrawler. My friend doesn't doesn't like this movie, but I freaking loved it. But um, it is about possessed paintings, which is fascinating. It might be like good research for yours. I mean, it's different than yours, but it's about a, a, a it's about these horrible people in the art world, and they stumble on this art which everybody is like totally into but this artwork is like possessed that sounds really cool yeah right now i think on prime video or maybe it's netflix i can't remember but i've seen it somewhere like i've jake gyllenhaal it's a really good cast i like him. yeah he's good i like him He's always good, but it'd be good research for your thing. I mean, it's not the same idea, but like, it's, it's got like the idea, the idea of, you know, like I, I like stuff like that too, like possessed objects and shit like that. And you know, how it like enters other people and ghosty kind of things and stuff like that. So, yeah. I, I dig that. So where are we at on a uh, uh, feature length lunch ladies? What's, what's the odds? Well, you think? I well, I think it's going to happen, but it's not on my timeline. So, like, I've got a couple other projects going right now, which are really close to happening, I think. Like, I, I think I've told you a lot about my project, Land of Milk and Honey, which is about Elizabeth Bathory. So, there's been no. a lot of... Oh, I haven't? Oh, no. Okay. Yeah, so I met the director of that at Mor- Morbido Fest in Mexico City when I was there with Lunch Ladies. We were standing in line. They couldn't, at the festival, they couldn't get the doors open for the opening night. And I'm standing <laughs> outside and I meet Gisberg and he, 
he's from Venezuela, uh, lived in Madrid, but he's also lived in the U.S. before. But, you know, he did a film called The Whistler, which um, did really well. And, and uh, that was a feature film. And I saw it before it got picked up. And I was like, oh, my God, I think it'd be perfect for my Bathory script. And he loved it. And so then he got a producer involved. And so I, I really think that's going to happen in in uh, next year. It's There's a lot of, like, really amazing things happening. And it's about... Awesome. I don't know if you know anything about Elizabeth Bathory, but it's yeah, it's, a little yeah. bit. Yeah, so she was the world's most prolific serial killer. She lived in the um, 1600s, and they think that Dracula may have been written about her because, um, but they didn't want to say it was about a woman because it was too horrifying. But basically, supposedly, she bathed in the blood of young virgin women under the age of 20, killed over two to 400 people. So it's, it's a movie about her, but it's from the viewpoint of the accomplice, the only woman that got off. So I wrote that and that's hap- I think it's happening in next year. And then there's another project that I did, which is like a ghost, um, like a ghost hunter uh, movie, but like they're really, really awful people and they get what's coming to them. And that's called spook stalkers. And that's, I think that's going to happen next year. Um, so my friend Shane and I, we're going to direct that. And then um, I have another project, Stella by Starlight, and another project. So like, I've, got, I've got quite a few projects. Like wow. One of them is going to happen. And I just think once one of them happens, then Lunch Ladies will happen. Yeah. Um, you know, it's a disappointment that Lunch Ladies hasn't happened yet. Um, but I really believe that it will happen. I don't know why. I just think it's not happening on the timeline that I want it to. And it is horror comedy, which is one of the hardest things to get made. I don't know why, but people are always afraid to put money into horror comedies. I think cause a lot of them don't succeed, but I think lunchly, I mean, it's, you know, sometimes it takes a long, long time to get shit done. So, I mean, I haven't yeah. given up, but yeah, I haven't gotten the feature money yet for it, but I've got these other projects that I think, you know, I just think one will happen and maybe lunch ladies will happen next. So I'd like to see either one of those, like the bath. I would really like to see the Bathory project get made because I love shit like that. Oh yeah. It feels really good. I mean, we're like, like there's just a lot of amazing, it's been, we've been gearing up. We have an amazing producer involved and um, they've already gone location scouting. They've already done like some storyboards. So I just, you know, I, I think it's, you know, this business is weird. Things can, you know, not happen and happen and you know it's just like you you always have to take everything with a salt. Yeah. So I'm pretty hopeful about it and I think next year is going to be super exciting. I just have a feeling it's going to be a really good year. So. But I haven't so, given up on. I'm not <laughs> still looking for that feature for me to make lunch ladies. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think that would be cool, but like like I said, either the either of the other ones. I love I love seeing stuff like ghost hunters getting fucked up in houses. Like uh, <laughs> I love it. Um, God, what was that one? Uh, Grave Encounters. Have you seen that? No, I should see it though because I've been you should. It. They were asking me, like, um, kind of like some comps, like comparable movies. I'm like, you know, I, I knew there's been a few out there. I mean, this one's kind of, it's it's like a, it's kind of a, it's got a lot of comedy in it. But these people are really, really awful. But, like, I haven't really quite seen, I mean, I haven't seen anything like it. But I have seen, I've seen one Ghost Hunter movie. But I didn't know the, tell me the name of that one again. It's uh, Grave Encounters. Okay. I'll take it's, it out. 
really good. That's I think that's the best one I can really think of. There's a few others like uh, like Haunting a Whaley House or uh, there's Alone in the Ghost House, but that's that's not that's not great. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna check that one out for sure. Yeah, for Great sure. Encounters is really good. Uh, there's a sequel too that I haven't seen, but uh-huh. you know how sequels go. Right, right, yeah, right. So. Cool. But, uh, all right, well, I'll definitely check that. I know it's like I can't even keep up on like all the good movies coming out. I'm just like, Fuck. you know, like all the great horror movies. I'm like, oh shit, that one came out. I haven't seen that yet. I finally got around to seeing Mar- Marion, which I, oh my god, I loved it so much. I don't know if you've seen that yet, the series on Netflix. Oh my god, I loved it so much. That was like my favorite series of the year. Well, Fleabag I liked, but it's good. Marion, terif- was I thought was terrifying. Wow. Yeah, I've, I've heard a lot people, of good stuff about it. Yeah, I mean, some people that I know were like, "Oh, I liked it, but I wasn't terrified." But then other people that I know that are die-hard die horror people that have seen a million things were like, "Yeah, I was fucking terrified. I was terrified. <laughs> I almost didn't make it through the fifth episode. It was that scary." Jesus, that's cool. But you're super <laughs> like, you might be like, "Nah," but it's good. It's good for but sure. I do know it's French, so like that has my. <laughs> yeah, the French man. And they're really known for their horror. So like it's really interesting to see their horror because it was it was it, it's really good and, and and the Europeans can go to a place that American horror can't. Oh yeah. So they'll they'll break yeah. up the rules that we won't, you know? It's like my favorite <laughs> some of my favorite horror movies are French. Like Which ones? Martyrs, uh oh, Inside. Oh it's so Martyrs. Okay, like for real. It's um, for, it, it like like a Serbian film. It's not as bad as all the hype will lead you to believe, and it's a really beautifully made film. But that's what I've heard. But I've heard like the people that have seen it have been like, "I wish I hadn't seen it because it was so horrifying." It that's what I'm afraid of. Broke me. It that's took- what I've heard. Yeah, <laughs> people. Fuck, that film was amazing, but fuck, I wish I hadn't seen that film. I was sad for like six hours. It it stuck with me for a month solid, and I can't wait to see it again. Like, see, this is what I've heard about it. That's why I'm afraid to see it. That's why I'm afraid to see it because I'm afraid yeah. it's gonna like bum me out like forever. Oh, it's like so nihilistic it's just so fucking bleak but it's so good (laughs) yeah that's what i've heard like that's what my director the director of my bathroom he goes oh i love that movie i'm like i'm scared to see it he goes i goes i love it it's such a great movie but it it is like it fucks you up you watch it it fucks you up i have to like prepare myself for being fucked up like i have to be like but i've hyped it up so much right now like maybe i won't be that like you know. Uh, also, Inside is really good. Inside. Uh, that's uh, it's like La Entrier or something. Anyway, it's like it's a. Is it's it large? No, 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 no. I just can't pronounce French. <laughs> oh. I can't remember who it was. It wasn't. Uh, I can't. I'm. Pulling complete blank, but it's a it's a home invasion movie, 
And it's about this psychotic woman who breaks into the house. It's Christmas Eve. The woman in the house is uh, set to give birth the next day. And the woman breaks in with the intention of taking the baby. It's fucking gnarly. And, uh, I mean, there's, there are American remakes of both of those. Don't watch them. They suck. <laughs> yeah. That's usually what happens. Isn't it? Yeah. I, I got, I know I got to see martyrs, but it's like, it's like, I don't, I don't know if you know that movie, the house that Jack built by now. I normally don't like anything that Lars von Trier does. Cause I just think he's super self-aware and I didn't want to see the house that Jack built because you know, like a hundred people walked out at Cannes festival saying it was just like, it wasn't art. It wasn't all these things. And I've been terrified to see it because I know in the movie he kills kids in it, right? Because it's about a serial killer. Well, I had a friend that was like, oh, my God, it's like, it's genius. It's genius. you got to see it. And I'm like, ah. Oh. And I wouldn't see it because I was so terrified to see it. So I had it all hyped up in my mind, right? Well, I saw it. It is the first time I ever had respect for Lars von Trier because it is fucking genius. It's like a masterpiece. It's disturbing as fuck, but it's a masterpiece. Yeah. I, but like I had it so hyped up in my mind, I was a little terrified to see it. And then all those people that had walked out going, oh, my God, like all angry about it, which I'm just like, no, you're just like you didn't even stay to the end. So you don't even get the whole point of the movie. But yeah. that was another one of those movies like Martyrs where I'm like, fuck, I'm really afraid to see it. Like, am I going to have nightmares? Is it going to be like a movie I wish I never saw? I mean believe me like the house of jack built is not for everybody and it's not even something that i know if i'd even recommend but when i would i would say it's a masterpiece genius thing and i'm fucking glad i saw it but it's disturbing as fuck on yeah i feel that way about a few that's just it's just like i don't know if i'd ever tell anybody to watch it but it you know so, such a, i haven't seen house of jack built i got yelled at by my other editor uh a couple of days ago because I haven't seen Midsummer. I haven't seen that uh, yet either, but I heard that was really good. Me too. I I just haven't got around to it yet because me neither. Me neither. It's, there's just so much, so much, you know. I'm gonna put that on my list. And then Mar. I mean, so many people tell me to see Mars, but now I've been like, I, I've been putting it off for like two years now. Because I'm, I'm a little terrified to see it. When you but watch it, let me know. I'll watch it again, and we'll fucking we'll we'll do a Skype call like and just discuss awesome. it. Yeah. Awesome! <laughs> yeah, everybody says it like fucks you up, but it's just a genius movie. Mm-hmm. Everybody I know, I mean, I know so many people. My my sister, she freaking loves that movie too. It's I love that movie. so good. Like, uh, I think one like I'm not gonna give anything away. But one of my favorite parts is is it splits in the middle where the story shifts focus from one character to the other. And this oh, that's character, unique. Uh, she's tortured. But you know, like when you see a torture film, it's like they're just, you know, there's a lot of banter and they're like having fun with it, or they're, you know, some like saw where there's like a. Uh, a moral high ground kind of thing that they got going on. Right. In, in Martyrs, the torture is so clinical. There's, oh, I don't know if I can see it. Man. I don't know. There's no passion to it at all. It's just like, oh, well, it's 3.30. Got to go, you know, time to go make the donuts. 
God, I don't know if I can see it. I'm gonna have to see it though, because I've heard too. too oh yeah, do it. About it. Do it. I think. I think it's. Everybody talks about that film. Everybody talks about that. Yeah, it's because it's that good, and a lot of people. Yeah, a lot of people will never watch it again. It's like no, fuck that, never again. But I, me personally, I, th- I think, I think anybody who's really into good, you know who's like really into horror should watch that. I think it, it belongs on a list with like Texas Chainsaw Massacre and, you know, Hellraiser and the Exorcist and wow. Just at a different yeah. part on the list. <laughs> I saw this week that I fucking blew my mind, which like, I don't, you know, it's not for everybody either. Have you, have you seen Santa Sangre, the Mexican film? It's now like been reprinted. It's on like uh, prime video streaming right now. No, oh. I've heard of it. It's probably one of my top 10 favorite films now. It's like, it's a horror film that it's like kind of Fellini-esque with like, it's really surreal and weird and crazy, but it's like, I couldn't finish the whole thing because I was really tired. So I watched half of it. I had a nightmare. Whoa. And then, and then, and I don't know why, because it's not scary. Like it's just, it's, it's like a mind fuck bizarre. And then at the end I was crying because it was so like the characters were like, like it had so much emotion in it. And, but, you know, some people see it because it's like cra- there's like crazy shit. Going- like it's nothing you've ever seen. It's like nothing you've ever seen. But I I'm have to check it out then. That I sounds great. I loved it so much. I just was like, it blew my mind. But it's weird. It's like a totally weird film. But it's like a, the, to- the weird one of the weirdest horror films you'll ever see. I like weird. Weird's good. Yeah, I think you like it. As long as it's like not just weird for the sake of being weird, like uh, Mandy last year was everybody's. You I know, get through Mandy. I gotta talk <sighs> that. I I fucking it could have been a short. Yeah, I I got through. I mean, I was really tired the night I was watching it, and like I didn't get. I only got through, and then I was kind of like I just felt like it was super like self indulgent. But then I was like, then I heard like, once you see the whole thing, like, I mean, I can't really make a judgment on it because I only saw the first half, like when he ripped off the girl or what, the, the wife or killed her or yeah. whatever. Like, after that, I just stopped watching it because it was like too like over the top. But I, I needed to come back to it because so many people love that movie. Like, I, I was angry about it. I was so fucking mad about it. Because oh, like the trailer sells you this like heavy metal psychedelic trip, you know? And, right. Uh, like at one point where they where they kill the kill the the wife or the girlfriend or whatever, it's like they bound her in barbed wire and set her on fire, burned her to ash and made it boring. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the whole time I'm watching this movie, going, I should be on board. This should be my fucking jam, but it's I was just so bored. Yeah, I wasn't into it, but I got like I got to see the whole thing. I mean, maybe you yeah. know, sometimes it's weird. It's like it's like you walk out of the house that Jack built halfway through, you're never go- you you have no right to even comment on what that movie is because until you see the last 20 minutes of that film, you don't know what it is. So I'm like, okay, like I really can't comment on Mandy because who knows? I might see the last freaking 30 minutes of it and think it's amazing. Because sometimes the last, they stuck in the beginning and they are amazing at the end, you know? Yeah. Well, together. The last 30 minutes of that film is the only part of the movie I liked, honestly, because it gets fucking hyper-violent and bloody and Nicolas Cage just goes like it, though. Like it's bad shit. <laughs> oh, really? 
So you don't feel like it tied it all together at the end or anything? It just kind of was like, didn't make it uh, worthwhile? It didn't. It it wasn't enough to make up for the slog that was the first, like, hour. God, people love that movie. Yeah, I'm going to revisit that one. Yeah, I mean, I was, like, kind of like, I don't like a movie that's super self-indulgent, and I felt like it was really self-aware. But maybe that was a style, and maybe that was, I don't know. Well, I'm going to revisit that one, though. I'll revisit that, though. But I was with you. I was on board with you. Like, I wasn't, like, I was a little bored. I was kind of, like, oh, it's self-aware. It's over the top, you know. Yeah. I didn't finish it. It it felt like for the first, like, hour, it was, like, just – the director being completely in his own ass for a while. Exactly. That's what I thought. That's why I couldn't get through it. But then that's like I said, you know, like sometimes, like sometimes you see, and then you see the last 40 minutes and you understand like why they did, why they did everything they did the way they did. So I, I mean, I have to reserve, I guess I have to reserve judgment, but I wasn't like, I was surprised like, cause when I first saw the first like 40 minutes of it and I didn't finish it, like I said, but you know, people just are like, love that film. Like people are like, I think that was probably the biggest, it could have been like the biggest indie film last year, I think. I think so. Festival circuit. Yeah. Yeah. Like it was like, everybody was totally into it. I think it was made to like, no bullshit. I I really think it was made to watch while taking acid. Hey. Like, Like, because of the colors and, like, some of the... And, I mean, they're, like, there's a bunch of... They're, like, making devil acid in the movie. So, I mean, I really do. Wow, this is over the... This is crazy. This is, like... But it felt kind of like a movie that I'd seen before. Like, one of those old 60s movies where you're kind of like, oh, like, you know, you got the cult leader and you've got, like, all these weird shit going on. Like, well, I'll have to revisit that one. And maybe murder. If I can... I yeah, myself to watch it, man. I'm telling you, everybody loves that movie. I mean, it's like it's a, a genius, some type. It's like a genius torture porn movie, right? Like it's a torture, torture movie, right? Like uh, there's torture in it, but it's it's more psychological than anything. Oh, well, then I like that because I like movies that are psychological. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah, like the like the there's some gore and there's some torture but that's not the focus wow it's uh it's it that just serves the plot which is always nice (laughs) well am i gonna be able to sleep after i see it uh i would i honestly like for real i would watch it early in the evening maybe have a drink and watch some cartoons (laughs) like for real and I'm, you know, I'm the fucking, you know, I like the depths of the the bad, you know. It's just right. like, yeah, save you some time, have it like, have a drink, watch some cartoons afterwards, and just. <laughs> well, you know, I'm gonna have to see it because if I'm afraid to see it, I'll have to see it. Yeah. You know. Yeah, you've got to. It's it's fucking great, and. The, that same director, uh, Pascal Lagier, he did a movie called Incident in a Ghostland. Oh, that movie, movie is fucking phenomenal. It's on Shutter right now. It really? It's amazing, yeah. Wow. So this guy's some sort of genius, obviously. Yeah, he's he's made everything that I've seen by him has been like at least pretty good. 
like uh-huh. Martyrs and Ghostland were both like phenomenal films. He did a film called The Tall Man. Uh, okay. Here, here probably I think it was like 2007 or 2008 or earlier, but it was no, it was like it was like 2003 or five, but it was like uh, about Slender Man basically. Ooh, but it, that's always but a scary it, topic. <laughs> but not, you know, it was like uh, like that was what it was built on, and then there's a twist, and it's uh, there's it was a good, and that one won't make you lose sleep. Guy's just a great director. Wow. No, I'll definitely have to... I mean, I finally saw, like I said, The House of Jackville, and that one was kind of like... I had a lot of curiosity about that, because it's, it's so divided. People, you know, some people were, like, saying, oh, these, he's not an artist. The actors are culpable. This is not art. And da, 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 you know, Whenever anybody oh, says something okay. isn't art, then I'm like, I gotta see that. Yeah, exactly. When you... Yeah. When you're like, it should never have been made, or like you want to burn books or shit like that, I'm like, I gotta see that movie. I don't care how bad it is, I gotta like see that movie, like, oh, because there's so much anger about it, you know? Absolutely, a, a thousand uh, positive reviews wouldn't get me to watch a movie, but like one person saying it was like soul poisoning trash or something. Exactly, you know? we'll get you to watch a movie. <laughs> Well, I mean, at Cannes, 100 people walked out, and then it also got a standing ovation. That's so, awesome. You know, and there were people like, oh, well, people at Cannes will clap for anything. But you know what? I thought it was a masterpiece. I don't like Lars von Trier. I don't like anything he does, and I thought that was fucking genius. It, like, it was genius to me. But, you know, it's, it's a hard movie to sit with. But I was, I was so intrigued by it, because I'm like, there was people that were just, like, were angry. They were like, super angry about it like walking out like that's never happened at can as far as i know 100 people walking out of a screening that's that's pretty fucking insane that's yeah there's just so many movies out there that people are just so dead set that they're just evil and never should have been made and people should be in jail for making them and it, it blows my mind yeah right i'm like stop bringing your own shit to it and see what was the artist trying to do as long as nobody was hurt on set and nobody was like yeah you know, I mean, what is that artist trying to say? And that's what I was like, oh, that's so interesting. It's a it's a character study about, yeah, I don't like what the serial killer does, but that's true to his character. He, he would do that, you know, and like, yeah. he was saying about that. And I just thought it was so interesting. But it took me a long time to see it because I was like, oh, God, I don't know if I want to have like, is are there going to be images in it? And I mean, frankly, it wasn't half as violent as people said it was or it was there was not as much blood as a lot of stuff that I see or a lot of torture that I mean, hard candy was harder for me than that like hard candy still to this day i can't like fucking deal with but like it was not half as bad it, it just was bad because you're like you don't you ever see children killed on you don't see that i thought the violence toward the woman was worse than the child but yeah. i mean it was both stuff that you're afraid to, like you don't ever see that in a movie and so like people are like oh well you can't kill children in a movie and i'm like well fucking serial killers kill children all the time so it's, yeah you may not you may not want to watch it or be with it, but it's true. So it was it, it just was interesting for me because I I was really scared to see it and it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be and it did stick with me because I thought it was just genius how he wrapped it up and how his imagination about like it was a character study, but yeah. So now I'll have to put martyrs on there and have to see that and have nightmares for weeks. I, <laughs> I've found that almost everything that I've encountered that's been talked up, talked up so so big about how 
know, disturbing and, you know, blah, blah, blah it is, has not been quite that bad. Yeah. Like, like, I will admit, though, like, I, you know, they are effective. Like, a perfect example is a Serbian film. I've not seen that one either yet. I I am in the extreme minority. I love that movie. Really? It's so good. It's so well made. And uh, it just repeatedly punches you in the gut, though. <laughs> but, like, I don't yeah, think I anybody think, should be yeah, in prison think, for it. You know? Prison for any type of art as long as yeah. nobody got – unless somebody got hurt on set or something like that. I mean, fuck – I mean, I saw Solo because I'd heard, you know, some people, that's their top 10 favorite movies. And that movie was a movie I wish I'd never seen because it was so disturbing and so upsetting to me. And it was not my worldview because it shows you a worldview where the bad guys win. It's just the bad guys win. But is that movie, like, people are all like, oh, that movie should have been thrown out. That movie should. No, like, I mean, it just doesn't stick with my worldview, but it was a well done movie, you know. Yeah, that's what I've heard. I haven't seen it personally. I found it incredibly disturbing because just bad people win in the end. Yeah. And that's not my worldview, but, but it, but it, but now I'm glad I saw it because now I know what it is. Right. Talk about it. And there's, and I mean, and I know a lot of people that's on there, you know, like some people say that movie should never be made. And then there's other people that say it's one of the top 10 best movies of all time. (laughs) You know? So it's like, any any piece of art that divides people that much, you have to go. Oh, it, it, is it a, is it a piece of art, and are you just bringing your worldview to it, and you hate it because you can't, you don't want to bring, you don't want to, you don't see yeah. it. Anyway. You know, you have to be objective or subjective about watching film. I think. And it's it's like I think I think a lot of it is is it's not even that far. It's that movie hurt my feelings. Yeah. So it's bad. <laughs> Dude, it's solid uh, one film that that. that you can't deny like it, it 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 will shock i mean i was fucking shocked by it like i i mean i all the stuff i heard about it i saw it and i was I'm like oh it's not as bad as I, it, it was like oh yeah it is as bad as i thought it whereas the house of jackville <laughs> was not like did not live up to the high hype like i wasn't as a maybe because i knew what to watch for yeah i think being prepared kind of takes the edge off of it a little bit yeah. Like I, I haven't seen, I haven't seen Solo, but it's like it's on, like once you start watching extreme horror films, it's on the every list you come across. You know, you have to see it. So it's it's yeah, on. Yeah, I on think there. that just, would even being prepared for it. Still, yeah. yeah. But then like, I think that'd be interesting. To, well, it's about you know, it's kind of like why did he want to make it? It's about Marat Saad's, you know, based on his hundred yeah. whatever, hundred and ten days. That's what I thought. Yeah. I just like it just there was nothing to me there was nothing positive in it like there was nothing so it was very dark like I just felt like everything in it was just dark and then the ending was dark it's like you know like no country for old men the bad guy wins but I love right. for old men like I was able to hang with that but solo I wasn't able to like hang with and it's just it's so bleak to me everything is so, so bleak you know it's kind of like Kind of like Men Behind the Sun, too. That movie is... Oh, I've never uh, heard of that. Men it's Behind Men Behind the Sun. It's uh, late 70s. Uh, it's um, Unit 731, like the Chinese version of the Holocaust. Oh, shit. That's yeah, it's, 
it's in it takes place in in unit 731 and it's like uh, a lot of the quote-unquote experiments they were doing there uh it works through that and then kind of how you know in in the end i mean it's it's half-assed historical in the end the camp is raided by the allies or whatever but it talks about how uh the the lead doctor the um physician general uh came to america and worked for uh, our defense system and uh-huh. show and and there are reports that because they were working on biochemical warfare and got shut down and then when we went to the korean front in the 50s he showed up in korea and biological warfare was introduced oh geez so it's like they oh man that's rough <laughs> yeah but it's it's yeah, no, it's it's pretty fucking dark. I was, but it's it's got that you know seventies, eight early eighties splatter film gore and intestines and shit. So it, oh really? Yeah, so it's fun ish. <laughs> oh my gosh! It's fucking well, ridiculous. I'd rather see a dark movie anyway than the news. So I think oh yeah 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 escape it yeah yeah. Wow. Well, we give me a lot of films to think about, so I'll put Martyrs on my list and see. It it's definitely time. worth it. Yeah. When you when you well, watch it, let me know. I I will. I will. I'll be like you. <laughs> yeah, I think you're the one who told me to watch the Autopsy of Jane Doe, which I fucking loved. I thought that was it's so such great. Such a good movie. Yeah, that was so. so, so that's good. a movie that I'm kind of like. Why isn't everybody talking about that movie? Yeah, it's a. It's just I so think, well done. Yeah, and it's. I don't it's understand. Not a perfect movie. It's not a perfect movie, but for a movie that no, takes, it like, has its flaws. But yeah, like one location, scary, well written, well directed, well shot. I think it did just a fucking great job. I can't say enough good stuff about that film. Yeah, it was like I said, it's not perfect, but everybody, there's a lot of people who want to like dwell on the flaws it's like bitch are you serious did you see that movie you know it's just so so hard it's so hard to make a movie in one location yeah and like the story that went behind it was like so creative it was so new it made me think about which is in a completely different way i was like what i never thought about it that way and and i was terrified in parts of it Super scary. Yeah, it's, it's a genuinely scary movie, which is so rare. Hard to do. Totally. Totally. Well, I think you'll find Marianne when you see that. I'm, I'm just, I'm curious to see what you think about that because I thought that was genuinely scary too. Um, I'm looking forward to checking it out here pretty soon. Like, hopefully after the end of the year because. You know, everybody has to do the year-end lists and this and that. Yeah, and that. right. Oh, yeah, that's oh. right. You're, you're going to be super busy <sighs> doing all that this year. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Those are hard. Super hard. You got to do your top some... 10 horror movies yeah. of the year. Yeah. Um, is Those it in there? Tough. I haven't seen it too yet. Isn't that no. horrible? I haven't seen it yet. It's, it's not. It's not. It, it's nowhere near my list. It's. It wasn't terrible. 
Well, I've heard such mixed things. Like, people love it. Like, I love the first one, so I'm, like, looking forward to seeing the second one. I just haven't gotten around to it. But I know people Uh, either loved it or hated it, so I was like, hmm, I wonder what you thought about it. I caught shit for it, for my opinion on it, because I put it, like, Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. And Chapter 2. Yeah, that's where I put it. But I love Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> ah, well, there you go. But it's not a horror movie. It's, it's really, it's comedy. It's, I went and saw it in a the theater, and, um, you know when you see a horror movie in a theater, or, or with other people, and something gets scary, and you get, like, nervous laughter? Right. You know, the nervous chuckles, because there was none of that. It was, like, rolling belly laughs through the theater. Like there's one, there's one, cause the effects are just not good. And they end up, Pennywise ends up being funny. He's like never threatening through the whole movie, but there's What's one. Up, did you like the first one? Did you like the first it? Cause I love the first it. Uh, it was okay. It was better than chapter two hmm. by a mile. Uh, Bill Hader saved that movie. Like Bill Hader was super fun in that movie. He's fucking hilarious. But I mean, I didn't like it. But it was I didn't. I'm Just a huge like King it. fan. Yeah. So hard for you, you to know, hate it. Yeah. I'm one. I'm one of those pricks who are like, oh, the book was better, you know. Wow, well, <laughs> it's always better, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, but but at the same time, it was like I didn't like it as a an adaptation of it so much, and I didn't really like it as a horror movie, but like if you got three or four friends together who haven't seen it or, or whatever, you're having a few drinks or whatever you do to relax, you know, and turn it on. It's fucking funny. It's so, okay. it's, it's a ton of fun. Like there's one, the scene that they hype up in the trailer with the little old lady, uh-huh. she goes off screen and gets naked and whatever. Okay. Well, she comes running out. She's like seven and a half foot tall, CGI monster that looks like uh, that was ridiculous. It looks like Smeagol from uh, from the Lord of the Rings with these saggy like tube sock full of oatmeal looking boobs just like pendulously swinging as it runs and I almost died like right there I gotta see that. I know. I just. I don't know why I haven't seen it in the theater. I was like all excited to see it, and then, and then it was like every night was sold out. So I was like, oh fuck it, I'm not gonna watch it till it comes out. And then I thought it was. Not, then I was like, oh shit, it's it's still in the theater. It was like it's still in the theaters. I haven't been able to see it yet. So I'm like, oh god. I I personally took some edibles and went to one of those 4D <laughs> theaters with the fucking the moving seats and the oh air blasts and stuff. So yeah, I had a ton of fun. <laughs> That's, well, I'll be interested to see what your what your what your top ten of the year is. Oh Jesus! You have to see I don't... Midsummer though before you make your top ten because yeah, talks about Midsummer. Yeah, that's that's what I was thinking too. Is it's like I when I I got kind of I kind of got the assignment for the other site that I work for. Uh, mm-hmm. I write for the Dead Walk Online, and uh, my oh, editor cool. was. 
my editor was like, hey, you know, do this. And I was like, yeah, sure. He was like, hey, what did you think of Midsummer? I was like, bro, I haven't seen it yet. He was like, you're fucking kidding me. He was like, are you serious? Why? He was like, give me one good reason why you haven't seen it. I don't have one. (laughs) I don't know. That was a movie, too, that I hadn't seen yet, either. Like, that and it. Like, the two movies. I feel like those are, like, the two biggest horror movies of the year, practically. Did you see did you see Joker? I cannot wait to see Joker. I'm dying to see Joker. Oh, but I haven't seen it yet. No, I can't wait to see it. Real shit. That's on my that's on my top ten horror movies of the year. No, everybody says he's just fucking amazing. I, I'm like really because I know it's a psychological like Yeah, it's it. it's a fucking psychological horror movie. There's there's no other way around that. It's so good. <laughs> like Yeah, that's like my next movie to see. That's my next movie to see. Like, uh, like it makes you feel feelings and for the like, Joker. yeah. And like, like at one point my feelings came out of my eyes in this really weird way. It was, <laughs> <laughs> it was ridiculous. It was fuck. Oh. It's a beautiful film. You, you have to see, it. see that. Before. I'm definitely seeing it. Cause I'm sure he's going to get nominated for an Oscar for that. I mean, he I've heard fucking he was, better. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure. So I definitely have to see that, and we'll see. So, all right, man, got a lot of stuff to put on my list now that I didn't know about. Right. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to cut because now I have to go record an episode of the Big Show. All right, so. man. Well, it's been fun, like shooting the shit with you. I haven't talked to you in a while. Oh yeah, this has been um, great. Yeah, it's been great catching up, and uh, yeah, I went, I'll have to see Midsummer. We can compare notes on Instagram. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, if you see Martyrs, if you want, we'll do another one of these, and we'll fucking talk just, about it. I'm gonna yeah. see it. I'm gonna see it. I mean, you're like the third or fourth person that's like, this is my one of my favorite horror movies, so I gotta see it. But I am scared, but you're giving me courage to see it, so I'm putting it on my list, and I'll see it. <laughs> <laughs> just watch something fun afterwards. <laughs> Will do, will do. All right, say uh, hi to the guys for me. Thanks for the, thanks for chat, and it's been really fun. It will do, and thank you for coming. Thanks for tuning in, ladies and gentlemen.